You know, I really enjoyed the dark web books today, and we're going to get into it right now. What's up, Familia? Dayspring here with another review for the dark web crossover, and today we're tackling Miss Marvel and Mary Jane and Black Cat. So we're going to dive into our feelings of it right now. So for Mary Jane and Black Cat, which is issue one out of five, um, I thought it was really fun. I thought it was really well paced. You know, Jed McKay is a solid writer. I've interviewed him over at Masters of Comic Books with Cole L. And he's a really great guy. I think he's really smart. I always think you get a really good bang for your buck with him. He's written Moon Knight and Black Cat. So this series was a lot of fun to sort of dive into, kind of going in blind, because I don't know what's going on really with Black Cat or Mary Jane. I read the Black Cat issues that Jeb wrote, but I'm not too familiar with what's going on with the character recently. Now, I was genuinely shocked when I saw that Mary Jane has superpowers. <laughs> I'm like, where did this come from? I'm still reeling from the fact that she has two children with someone named Paul. But I was like, where do those powers come from? And Black Hat's like, oh, are you a mutant or Avenger? You know, being a mutant is really hot right now. And I was like, yeah. So if you're going to take away Scarlet Witch, Quicksilver, and Franklin Richards and give us Mary Jane as a mutant, I'm here for it. So I'm confused by that. I haven't had a lot of time to sort of Google it and see where this is coming from. So if anyone out there does know and they're up to date with like the Spider-Man comics and what's going on with Mary Jane, I do apologize. There's only so much that I can consume and read as a reader. So, you know, unfortunately, the Spider-Man comics are part of it. But I will say I love the dynamic between Mary Jane and Black Cat. You know, with Cole Al over at Masters of Comic Books, I actually argued that Mary Jane is not Spider-Man's one true love. And listen, I know that's really contentious to say, but, you know, there was a scene in Spider-Man Beyond where Peter is in the hospital and Ben Riley calls Aunt May and Mary Jane. And when they arrive at the hospital, Aunt May is like, oh, someone called who kind of sounded like Peter, but wasn't Peter. And she knew the difference between Ben Riley and Peter Parker. But you know who didn't? Mary Jane. Mary Jane did not know the difference because she was like, oh, Peter called me. Ha 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 ha. So, you know, right there. I think that was a little nod that Mary Jane is probably not as in tune with Peter as we would like to be versus Black Cat, who did actually also know the difference. If I remember correctly, there was a beat in the story where he reacted to her or something to that effect. I don't know. But, you know, that's a long winded way of saying that I'm kind of glad that we're getting both of these characters together. The one thing that I really that's taken me by surprise with this crossover is that they do reference the original Inferno quite a bit. And listen, the original Inferno is an iconic X-Men story. I think amongst X-Men fans who are diehard readers, we obviously know it, but I don't know if the larger public has ever really, you know, been able to absorb Inferno. It certainly hasn't been adapted in any other, you know, major television or movies or video games. But I like that Black Hat references that New York is going to hell again, that Ben is channeling some of that energy from before. And that, you know, Mary Jane's like, yeah, I got attacked by a piece of jewelry. Ha! 
there is a campiness to this and i do appreciate that here with black hat and mary jane i really i really do i i think if you turn off your brain and just enjoy this as an action story it's there you know i think the original inferno tackled a lot of deeper darker issues that i'm just not seeing here right in anacentes daredevil like new yorkers are still taking like a bus a demonic bus because they have to make their commute you know there's sort of that commentary about working till you die you're quite literally in hell but you still got to make your commute you know we had madeline Pryor who was in a lot of pain following the revelation that she's a clone and that cyclops left her for gene and she's trying to sacrifice her son i mean there are some dark issues there and we'll say so far with dark web we're not getting those dark issues this is very much an action-packed turn off your brain enjoy it sort of sort of crossover and you know what I, this is what our third review of it i'm here for it i really am i i don't think it's going to go down in books by any means but in terms of a filler arc it's good it is what it is now with mary jane's powers i'm a little irked because she's here like i don't want to talk about it to black cat and then they go into limbo. They're sucked into limbo. Spoiler alert! And they, 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 they're they're confronting demons. And Mary Jane, you know, starts using her powers, and she's kind of like a foamy slush thing that looks like I don't know, like green mucus, green slime with her red hair there. And she's here, like I told you, I didn't want to talk about how my powers use. I'm like, how my powers are used, and I want to be like. Uh, Mary Jane, you most certainly need to tell Felicia how your powers work in terms of this battlefield, because there is obviously a limit or you have certain restrictions here. And we'll get into what her powers are, what I can ascertain they are without reading a Wikipedia page or, or spoilers. But I was just like, no, you need to sit down to talk to your partner here because you are literally in a life or death situation. You are literally in limbo. <laughs> so maybe just cueing in your partner, just like, hey, by the way, every time I use my powers, it's like a slot machine and I may get super strength. I may get flight. I may get whatever. But, you know, I, just the heads up, be prepared. So what are Mary Jean's powers? I, I don't know. I guess so. She just activates powers she starts using them and it's like a slot machine and she can get a certain type of power and that's a power she has for every time she activates it i don't know how she got these powers after we're done here i'll check out wikipedia maybe i should have done it beforehand before i hit record here but one i'm recording on the road and i want to make sure these reviews get out on time and two I, I like being genuine here. I was genuinely surprised that Mary Jane has superpowers. And, uh, you know, it's it's fun. It's, I, I think, and I'm curious what you guys think. I think Mary Jane is a character that needed some revamping. <laughs> you know, personally, I'm a big Gwen Stacy fan. For me, Peter Parker's true love is Gwen Stacy, and he lost her that day on the bridge. House of M, when he had his wish, his wish was to be with Gwen Stacy and they had a kid. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like for me, Gwen Stacy is always going to be peak for, for Peter. So Mary Jane is sort of second best as far as I'm concerned for, for Peter, but that's not to say she isn't a great character. Mary Jane is a wonderful character and there's no denying the amount of 
uh, what's the word I'm trying to look for? There's no denying the amount of presence she has brought to the Spider-Man books. There's no denying she's far more iconic than Gwen Stacy and much more of a household name. You're going to ask people who are who who's Peter Parker's true love. They're not going to say, oh, yeah, Gwen Stacy because of the Emma Stone, you know, Amazing Spider-Man series. They're going to say Mary Jane. And Zendaya is doing a great job with the character. I mean, talk about someone who was born to play Mary Jane. Zendaya was born to play Mary Jane. But that's all winded way of saying, long-winded way of saying that, like, in the comic books, I feel Mary Jane has sort of been stagnant. And, you know, at the end of One More Day, I was really hoping that she would have told Mephisto, I want to remember. <laughs> and we know that's not that's not what she said. And I thought that would have given her character some, you know, gravity, you know, over the next couple of years that she remembers her life before Mephisto switched the universe. But no, that's not it. So then they gave her kids. And I'm still confused by that. I don't get it. If someone get understands the DME of Power of X-Men. But with... um. But 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 with her having superpowers, I'm like, yeah, you know, she has played the girlfriend, the damsel in distress, a party girl, the the partner in crime, like all this stuff. Like, it's about time we kick Mary Jane up in high gear. I hope she's a mutant. I, I have a feeling she's not a mutant, but I, you know, I hope she's a mutant. I hope that's where her powers are coming from. And I think her and Black Cat sort of teaming up is a lot of fun. And they have a lot of great lines together. You know, she's here like Peter doesn't know. And they talk about like, hey, I don't think Peter's doing well. And, you know, I know that doesn't pass the Alison Bechtel test technically, that the two female leads are talking about the the the, the, the man, the love interest. But I think in this case, it's it's organic and it's them talking about someone they mutually know who's not doing well. And they are kick-ass superheroes. So, you know, they get sucked into how Mary Jane becomes, you know, the sluggish demon thing. Oh, I don't think it's coming out. This sluggish, like, greenish thing, which is kind of cool. And at the end, they encounter Belasco. That's it. That's where the issue ends. So there's not much to discuss here. I wish there was more to discuss. Um, you know, it's let's see where it goes. And similarly with Dark Web, Miss Marvel, I have to tell you, one of the things that I was really worried about with this series was that they were going to shoe her, shoehorn her into with the X-Men and that she was just going to somehow appear with the X-Men. But no, I mean, on the first panel, she's there with Lockjaw and we get a little flashback that she is an intern at Oscorp. And people are like, what are you doing at Oscorp? You know what I mean? That's terrible. Like, how could you be an intern at this place? And let me tell you something. I think a character like Ms. Marvel, I love Kamala very much. I love that she's an intern at Oscorp. And she's like, oh, but he's no longer, he's a reformed supervillain. <laughs> you know, it's fine. I, I, I think that's so great. And I think a character like Kamala is one that allows discoverability for the reader, right? You get to see the world through, through this character's eyes, in this case, the MCU through her eyes. And I love it. I, I, I absolutely think that's just fun. And I think that's what makes a character fun. And I think that's what this issue does really well. It leans into that element of fun. And there's not really much that happens in this issue. This is a miniseries one of two, so we're already halfway through it at this point. But it seems like there is a gang, there's some kind of evil villain gang that's after Kamala, and they're just waiting to, you know, grab her. But she's confronting Ben Riley, and Ben Riley is like, haha, I'm planning something special for Spider-Man. So 
he sucks Kamala away with that and and she's in limbo. <laughs> so hopefully she's going to be meeting up with Mary Jane and Black Cat and 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 you know they're going to whatever. I'm picturing the Joker in Death of the Family, right? Death of the Family the crossover where he brought all the family together for Batman, you know, that was the more recent issue. So I'm thinking Ben Riley's going to do something similar like that where he's going to have everyone that Peter Parker cares about in one space. And we got Black Cat, Black Cat, excuse me, Miss Marvel, and Mary Jane. So let's see how that sort of unfolds as is as it's going on. Now, the only thing that I didn't quite understand was how does her friend, who's her fellow intern, Ajun, I believe his name was. If I'm mispronouncing it, I'm really sorry. But he's kind of like the love interest here. He's her fellow intern. And he's asking her out to a concert and that, oh, no, everything starts coming to life. And so she has to use her superpowers. And he wakes up. He's like, oh, well, where's Kamala? And Ms. Marvel's like, she's fine. Don't worry about it. But I'm like, I would recognize she's only wearing the little domino mask. Like, how do they how do they not know? Is that explained somewhere in one of her series? Um, why no one can recognize her with her little domino mask. That was the only thing that sort of took me out of the storytelling. I actually thought when I was reading this, I was like, whoa, is Kamala a public hero? Is her identity public? But apparently it's not. But I just think it doesn't work for Superman at all anymore. I mean, for me, I think it's ridiculous if I read a Superman comic and no one knows the difference between Clark Kent and Superman just because of the glasses and in an age of of social media, you know what I mean? Where you can be like, hey, guess what? I just saw Miss Marvel come out of this brownstone in Jersey City, snipe! You know, you can sort of start piecing things together with context clues. It's something that I wish also that like modern superheroes stories would just say you know it always bugged me with something like Sailor Moon for example that they looked exactly the same when they transformed the only thing I could say is that with Sailor Moon I always thought there was a there was a commentary because when they transform they say moon prison power makeup and they put on makeup and I always took it as them becoming older versions of themselves, symbolically older versions of themselves, embracing sort of their their womanhood and becoming warriors. So they just looked differently. It was more of a commentary on that than anything else. But, you know, I do think in the Sailor Moon manga, they, they, it is kind of widely known in the Juban district that they are the Senshi. I think it's implied in the Dark Moon arc, for example, that they're like, hey, those are the people with the talking cat. <laughs> so, you know, with Superman, with Kamala, I would love that to sort of be explained. I mean, it's modern superheroes. You know, I, I know there was this Hitchcockian idea back in the day that, you know, you could have dead lovers you know, come back, you know, meet someone who looks exactly like your dead lover, i.e. Madeline Pryor, and, you know, sort of identity and all that stuff you can sort of let go on the wayside because those were more antiquated literary cinematic tropes. But I think in today's world, just lean into it. I love the idea that maybe it's an open secret that everyone knows Kamala is Miss Marvel. Again, I'm, I'm sorry if this is already tackled in her books. I've only read you know, the first two, three volumes of her original series, which were phenomenon. And I have to tell you, again, I was going into this thinking, oh my God, they're going to just shoehorn her into the X-Men. She's going to be now latching onto the X-Men. And because in the MCU, she is confirmed to be a mutant. And I was like, this character just deserves so much better. 
And they gave her better. <laughs> they gave her so much more than I was anticipating in the story. Again, I love that she's an intern at Oscorp. I love that, you know, certain parts of the story took place in Jersey City. Technically, I used to live in Hoboken, which is right next door to Jersey City. So I, I feel invested in this. And I think Kamala is such a fleshed out, smart character. You know what I mean? The only thing I was going to say that like kind of pulled me out of it was she she does a lot as an intern. She looks like a full-blown scientist as an intern. When I was an intern, I wasn't I, I wasn't being trusted with anything truly responsible. And maybe that was just me, but you know, I get it for storytelling purposes. But yeah, so it, just to sum up the issue, um, objects come to life at, at Oscorp. She has to fight, you know, sort of the, you know, goblin bombs and gliders. And she has to save her fellow intern who has a crush on her. He has no idea that she's Miss Marvel. At the end, she confronts Ben Riley, And Ben Riley's like, well, I need you if your friend knows who... Uh, Peter Parker is and sucks her into limbo. So, yeah, they, they're they're fun. How about this? The two issues today, Miss Marvel and Dark Web, Black Cat and Mary Jane or Mary Jane and Black Cat, whichever, <laughs> however it goes, fun issues. Would I recommend them? If you don't have anything else to read on this Wednesday morning and you have the scratch to burn, yeah, buy them, read them. If not, Wait for the Marvel Unlimited app because it's not a bad read by any means, but it's just not memorable. I also don't know how much this is going to play into the larger story. You know, I think when we were doing Ten of Swords, which is the last crossover, I know it's been like two years, the last crossover I really dove deep in. There were there were, there were stories that you could see. I was like, okay, Hellions is shoehorned in here as a narrative. You don't need to read Hellions to understand all of Ten of Swords. I don't know if that's going to be the case with Miss Marvel and Black Cat and Mary Jane, but they were fun. And again, the art was great for both of them. The writing was solid. I mean, what else can you ask for? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, they're fun reads. So with the exception of just one little panel of Madeline playing the piano in Miss Marvel, we don't really see Madeline here. We do get Ben Riley at the end of Miss Marvel, but in Black Cat and Mary Jane, there's no there's no there's no Madeline Pryor or Ben Riley on screen. Ben Riley is mentioned and the events of the Inferno are mentioned, but that's not really there. So that's my review. You know, again, I crossover is sort of chugging along. I don't have very strong feelings on these two issues other than it was fun. I've said this before. I'm very invested in a Madeline Pryor and Ben Riley story. I love those two characters very much. I want to see them succeed in terms of an editorial big grand scope story. So let's see where it goes. All right, Familia, that is our review for Dark Web Miss Marvel and Dark Web Mary Jane and Black Hat or Black Hat and Mary Jane. I should be able to look at the issue, but I'm not. Let me know your thoughts. DM me at Power of X-Men and we'll be back next week.